just like you Maker of heaven Lord of the land And Lord of the sea Holy and true Faithful and able Lord of all time And eternity Dear friend, every word that God speaks is alive and full of power to inform and transform, to make us what He desires us to be. The entrance of His word will give you light. Truth produces roots, and then the roots will produce fruits. God bless you. This message was preached by Dr. Ferdinand Mweki, coordinator of Eternity Ministries. We believe you will be edified. For the inquiries, contact. Eternity Ministries, P.O. Box 2637, Bauchi, Nigeria, or telephone 0807 570 or 0802 or send us an email at E-T-E-R-N-I-T-Y-M-I-N at yahoo.com. That is eternitymean at yahoo.com. Don't forget, the bigger God gets in your eyes, the tinier your mountains become. Thank you for your help in interceding, standing in the gap for our nation. We give glory to you. Thank you for answered prayers. Thank you for deliverances. Thank you for the word that you have spoken to us. We praise you. We bless you. Now, Father, bring this word of encouragement and, uh, and strength to our spirit as we continue in your presence. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, gracious Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Now, very briefly, we don't have a long time, and I don't intend to keep us long. I want to share with us what I call the guaranteed help of Almighty God. The guaranteed help of God. And uh, that is what we have been crying for, for our nation. But I want you to know that that guaranteed help is promised by God and available to us as individuals. I'm not just talking about help. I'm talking of guaranteed help. There's a difference. Uh, that word guaranteed means that the help I'm talking about is certain. It's not guesswork. It is definite. It is settled for all those who will open their hearts and believe the word that God is bringing. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. Now, uh, let's read some scriptures. Let's begin in the book of Psalms. Go with me to Psalm 121. And then we're also going to read in 124. Psalm 121 from verse 1. 1211. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. Actually, Verse 2 now says, My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The first thing I want you to note, you see that first line of that scripture, it says, 
I will lift up my eyes to the hills. It's actually a question. If your Bible has a margin, if you have a Bible that has a margin, you will notice it has a number there. And then if you check the margin, it says, Shall I lift up my eyes to the hills? From where will my help come from? Do you understand it now? Then he answers the question. He said, My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Not from the hills. You see, the reason is because back in those days, those hills and those high places, you remember the high places where they used to worship idols. And for a lot of those people, that was where they got their help from. That was where they had their expectation. And uh, uh, it says, do I lift up my eyes to the hills? Is that where my help is going to come from? From the high places. He says, no, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And when you have the Lord who made heaven and earth helping you, uh, that help cannot fail. All the things we now read in that Psalm 121, they are consequences of divine help. The rest of Psalm 121 are consequences of divine help. It says, he, he will not allow your foot to be moved. <laughs> it's because there is somebody helping you. He, he who keeps you will not slumber. And this person that keeps Israel will not slumber nor sleep. And because he's your keeper and is your shade at your right hand, the sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will preserve you from all evil. He will preserve your soul. The Lord will preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth even forever. All of those are consequences of divine help. The preservation that we experience is a consequence of divine help. It's part of God helping a person. Now let me backtrack a bit and remind you about the principle of help. What does it mean why is help necessary? Help is necessary and necessitated when somebody is not sufficient for himself in a particular area. Huh? When there is a need that somebody cannot feel or fulfill. If you can handle everything, you don't need help. Huh? Except you just want companionship. You want somebody with whom to do the thing, not because you really need anything. And in that case, it's not really help, it's just fellowship. So help connotes that there is a need that we cannot meet. We are not sufficient for life. I said we are not sufficient for life by ourselves. We need help. And the principle of help is that if your help is sufficient, then what you are facing will be overcome. Even though the thing is bigger than you, but because you have a helper that is sufficient, then there is hope of victory. Imagine if the richest man in Africa, Elijah Liko Dangote, promised to help you financially with a project that you are doing. So, let's say now you are building a, a church auditorium and he promised to help you financially until the project is completed. Now, all things being equal, if they remain equal, you can assume that your project will be completed. Because this is the richest man in Africa, right? That, that is promising to help you with a project that is not up to one over 1,000 of his wealth. Uh, so that is the way help works. As long as the helper is big enough, the matter will be handled. And people seek help from diverse quarters. So you read in Psalm 20, it said some people, they put their trust in horses. Other people put their trust in chariots. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. And those people that trust in horses and chariots, it says they are brought down and they are falling, but we will rise and we will stand upright because salvation is from the Lord our God. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. So the help of God is necessary. And what that help can accomplish is the direct equivalent of what the helper can do for you. I said, it is what the helper that can, can do that is the measure of the help that you can receive. If you have a limited helper, you can get limited help. If you have an unlimited helper, 
then you can get help that is unlimited. And I want you to know that as a child of God, God has guaranteed help to you for every aspect of life for your journey through time into eternity. He says, I will help you. You are going to read that all over scripture. In scripture, you see examples of people that God helped. Huh? People that we are helped by God. The things that we are against them, we are many. They we are massive. They we are mighty. They we are huge. But by virtue of the help of the Almighty, they prevailed over those things. And that will be your testimony in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The help of God will be available for you in life. Joseph was taken away from home, sold into slavery, lied against, battered by his brothers, betrayed by those that were closest to him and that should protect him. Huh? He was lied against, falsely accused, thrown into prison for a crime that he did not commit. But God was his helper. And what was meant for evil was turned to good because the helper was sufficient and all sufficient. You see, if the, the real challenge is not the size of the problem, but the size of the helper. I said the real matter is not the size of the problem, but what? The size of your helper. If the helper is, is all sufficient, the problem can be all complicated. But that will not be a case. It will not be a matter by virtue of the ability of the helper. Hallelujah to the Son of God. So we, the help of God is necessary. And listen, child of God, that help is irresistible. Who can stop somebody that God is helping? Who can quench a person that God is helping? Who can pull down somebody that God is upholding with his eternal mighty hand? He said, the eternal God is your refuge. He said, the underneath you are the everlasting arms. He will push out the enemy from in front of you and he will say, destroy them. Israel shall dwell in safety alone. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Hallelujah. The eternal God is your helper. If God, if your helper was mortal, then after a while, when the person died, <laughs> your help is finished. Somebody told a story of somebody that promised to solve a problem for him. And... I think it was within a few days the person died. And of course the promise died with the person. Eh? Where is the person that told the story? You have a story like that. Eh, eh. You say, come, I'm going to help you. Sure guarantee. And then you just saw obituary. <laughs> the help disappeared with the man's mortality. But our helper is the immortal God. Amen. The deathless Jehovah. The one that is God for all time and for all eternity. A very present. He said, God is our refuge and our strength. A very present help in the time of trouble. He said, therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth be removed. Though the mountains are carried into the midst of the sea. Though the, the, mount, the sea shakes. Though the waters roar. Though anything. You see all those doors, 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 they are possibilities. Though the earth is removed. Can you imagine the man is standing on planet earth, but he's so sure of his helper that he says, even if the earth is taken away from under my feet, I will still not be moved. Because I am being upheld by something other than planet earth. Somebody is upholding you and it is not the ground you are walking on. Yes. I said it is not the ground you are walking on that is sustaining you, that is upholding you. Yes. The eternal God is your refuge yes. and under you are the everlasting arms. Yes. They are not temporary arms. I said they are not temporary arms. Hallelujah. <laughs> Tole, hallelujah to the Son of God. Yes. Everlasting arms that are ever present. No matter the situation is guaranteed. The size of the problem is not the matter. The matter is the size of the helper. The size of the need is not the case. The matter is the size of the supplier. Whoa! Every person that enjoyed the help of God was irresistible in scripture. They were unquenchable. Look at Joseph. All the things that happened to him, you couldn't quench the man. You threw Daniel into the lion's den. You forgot he has a helper. 
that has not gone to sleep. Do you know that the one that keeps Daniel is that one that keeps Israel? That neither sleeps nor slumbers. And even in the lion's den, he was awake. <laughs> he was wide awake. He sent his angel and shut the mouth of the lions. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. The eternal God will help you. Amen. I said the eternal God is your refuge. Amen. He will help you. The God of Abraham will help you. Amen. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That help is omnipotential. It's unlimited. It's unstoppable. And it is guaranteed. Go with me to um, uh, Hebrews chapter 13 and let's read verses 5 and 6. He said, fear not, O Jacob, I will help you. I will help you. I will help you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. When you pass through the waters, you will not be drowned. You walk through the fire, the flames will not kindle upon you. The floods will not swallow you. Because I will still be present helping you. See, do you know that the help of God will be your guarantee of peace for the future? Satan likes to harass and trouble the people of God about tomorrow. What are you going to do when blah, blah, blah happens? The good news is that the helper will still be present. <laughs> you see, Jesus will still be helping me when the things that are threatening me will happen. Jesus will still be around. <laughs> you see, if the shepherd will be absent, when those things that the devil is talking about will unfold, then there will be no hope. But he will still be there. Tell the thing that is threatening you that Jesus will still be present when it will happen. And it will be more than enough. And he will still be present. And you know, the glory of our own helper is not that he's that not far away. He's a very present help. I said it's a very present help. He is near to us for whatever we call to him about. You know that scripture in Psalm 46? He says it's a very present help. The margin says he is abundantly available to help in tight places. You see, trouble in scripture is often, often described as a tight place. That's, that's the literal in that place. That's how the New American Standard Bible puts it. He said that he is uh, Psalm 46 verse 1. God is our refuge and our strength. A very present help in the time of trouble. That trouble there is straightening circumstances. Corner. Tight place. You know when you are in the corner, he says he is abundantly available to help in tight places. Tight places. Whether it is tight financially or tight physically or tight medically or tight spiritually or tight in other areas of life, he is abundantly available to help in tight places. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 13, we'll just look at a couple of these scriptures and then we will pray to receive that help for any areas of our lives before we draw to a close tonight. Have you seen Hebrews 13? Please look at verses 5 and 6. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Let your life, your conversation, your manner of life, let it be without covetousness. Let it be without plenty other things. Hallelujah. And be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, you see, he's giving you this information with a because. I don't know if you get the grammar. There is a reason for the instruction. He said, let your life be without covetousness. Let your life be without, without malice. Let your life be without, without rage, without bitterness. Let your life, you don't need to carry covetousness in your heart. It's unnecessary. Because he himself has said, you see, the reason that I will not fight, over, fight with you over a matter is because I have a helper that has promised to take care of me with or without that thing that you are fighting about. That's why the Bible says the servant of God must not strive. Because you serve a God that can give you more than what you are fighting over. Let your life be without covetousness. Be satisfied with the things you have. He said, why? He said, because he himself has said. The he himself is emphatic. This is the guaranteed help of God. He himself has said. What did he say? 
I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never, never leave you nor forsake you. I will never. I will never. That's what he said. And it's he himself that said it. He's not an angel. He didn't post a prophet or an apostle. He himself has said, I will never. He knows the meaning of English words. He knows, he, he knows what never means. Your Bible means what they mean in English. <laughs> That's why it's in, they are correct translations. But even this translation is not complete. I'm going to show you there is something that is buried inside that never. You see, the English language is limited. I'll give you an example. In Isaiah 26 and verse 3, Isaiah 26 and verse 3, he said, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. Next verse, trust in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah, there is everlasting strength. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind, Amplified Bible said, both in its inclination and character, the bent of your mind, the inclination of your mind, is stayed on Jehovah. You will keep him in perfect peace. Now here is the point. You see that perfect peace? I have checked it. You can go and check. Do your own Bible study. If you check it, the perfect peace is actually the English best way of putting what is there in the original. What you have in the original is you will keep him in shalom, 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 whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. There are four shaloms in that place. You are going to keep him in peace, 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 peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee. Now you see, you can't write that in English. You are going to fail your exams. So what did they say? So you know, peace, 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 peace in English is equal to what? It's equal to perfect peace. So that's why they wrote perfect peace. But what God said literally is, I will keep him in peace times peace times peace times peace. Peace raised to the power four. The person whose mind is stayed on me. Now, you see this one here now, you say, he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That never there contains something like this. So, listen to this thing. Okay, let's finish reading there from the New King James. He said, so because of what he said, look, he said, for he himself has said, what did he say? I will never leave you nor forsake you. What does he say in the next verse? He says, so we can boldly say. So what is that he's saying? We say our own based on what he said. And that's how to live your life. You find what he said and you speak according to what he said. You never, if you are going to walk with God, never open your mouth to say anything contrary to what he said. <laughs> Can two walk together except they agreed? He is saying something and you are saying something different. Which one will come to pass? You don't say what he didn't say. Because, oh, Ted, you know that what he said will eventually swallow what everybody has said. Somebody give God praise inside this place. You understand what I'm talking about? Who, who, what is going to come to pass? Is it what they said or what he said? Is this still God in heaven? And I want you to know what he said about your life, what he has said about Nigeria, that is the one that will come to pass. Many are the devices in the hearts of men and devils. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Almighty God, that is the one that we stand. Amen. That is what we stand. Amen. So when you know the counsel that we stand, that's the counsel you should be declaring. Hallelujah. Why are you saying things that will not stand? For he himself has said. So since that's what he said, then we can say our own on the basis of what he said. A lot of believers paralyze their destiny by speaking contrary to what God said. You never. He said you keep quiet until you find what he said. So the real matter in any matter is what did he say? What did he say? What did he say? Keep quiet until you find what he said. Then you keep saying it. You just keep saying it. You know, sometimes when I face certain crises and I'm terrified, 
Let me tell you what I do when I'm afraid. When something is troubling my heart. I bring the matter in prayer. I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, this matter is bothering me and I don't know what to do. Holy Spirit of God, you are my helper. Now help me to pray on this matter. Then I start praying in tongues. And I refuse to stop until I get a word from God. You see what I'm telling you? <laughs> this is my lifestyle. I, I refuse to stop. And when I'm praying in tongues like that, I walk around, I sit down, I lie down, I go and get a cup of tea, I put it near me, I start drinking, I drink my water. I find that when I drink, when I'm praying and I drink water, it helps me to pray more. So I keep my water near me. I drink some, I pray more, I walk around, shokori katatoria kata, I keep praying in tongues. After some time, it may take hours, it may take some 40 minutes, 30, after some time, I will get a word. And that is it. That is it. Once I get that word, you, you can, anything can happen. I will keep saying it. And, it. and that's what will come to pass. Don't say anything contrary to what he said. Did you understand what I just said here? Yes, because he himself has said. You now say your own on the basis of what he said. Listen, if you say, if you believe what God said, and you say what God said, you cannot be wrong until God is wrong. If you believe what God said, and you say what God said, I, you, you can't be wrong now. You are not the one that manufactured what you are saying, right? Yes. Uh -huh. So that's why, as people complain, don't repeat what they are saying. They say there is no money. Who told you stop? Don't say that. Don't say that. Where did all the money go? <laughs> because money is matter, <laughs> and matter cannot be created nor destroyed. <laughs> So where did all the money go? The money didn't... See, the, the, there is money. It's just that the money flowed in different channels. <laughs> Who told you there is no money? Don't say what you don't understand. Ask people that work in the bank. They, if they tell you the balances on some people's account, you will be shocked. Don't say what you don't understand. If you are going to enjoy the promises of God, you have to be careful what you say with your mouth. You know, it may look small to you, but the Bible says death and life. Where are they, please, now? They are in the power of the tongue. And those that understand it, those that love it, they will eat the fruit thereof. The words you speak. Talk. Jesus Christ said, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Now, listen, listen. The words you yourself speak, they are also spirits. But now, they could be life or they could be death. Depending on whose words you are speaking. <laughs> words are spirits. But the one that Jesus speaks, they are life. But as for words, words are spirits. And you send them. When they come out, do the spirit that is backing the speaker and the word follows that word to bring it to execution. Be careful what you say. Because he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Therefore, we ourselves, we can now boldly say, what are we going to say? Well, I don't know what is going to happen. Stop! Stop! Don't say that. The Lord is my helper. Can I hear someone say that in this place here this night? The Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper for life, for ministry. The Lord is my helper financially. The Lord is my helper physically. Imagine that God is helping you with your health. And helping you with your finances. Helping you with your academics. The Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. God decided so much to help us that he posted the helper, the Holy Spirit, to live inside us. As a resident, eternal, permanent helper that is stationed inside. I'm not talking of just God in heaven now. <laughs> he posted a resident helper to live inside. To guarantee that he will never leave you nor forsake you. The Lord is my helper. And I will not fear. I will not. You are the one that will decide whether you will fear or not. <laughs> you say, I will not. It's a matter of I will not. I refuse. I will not fear. What will man do to me? What will Satan do to you when Jehovah is helping you? Didn't you hear that Jesus Christ spoiled principalities and powers? 
and he made a show, open show of them openly, triumphing over them by the cross. Hallelujah. You didn't hear that Jesus crushed the head of the serpent. If the Christ that defeated the devil is helping you, what can the devil do to you? You see, the trouble with the church is that instead of focusing on their helper, they are focusing on their on the devil and focusing on the problem. So the problem is so big that the helper looks so small. You see, my friend, don't talk like that or the devil will show you something. You see? You see? You see the way you are thinking? You see? You see where you put him? You forget that Satan is no longer who he used to be and is no longer where he used to be. He doesn't have what he used to have. The only thing he has now left are lies. The Bible says, having disarmed principalities and powers, Jesus made a show of them openly, triumphing over them by the cross. But there was one armor Jesus could not collect from the devil. Lies. Because Jesus is the truth. <laughs> so as he was collecting all of Satan's armor, when he saw Satan's lies, he said, no, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Somebody give me praise in the house. Hallelujah. <laughs> he left him with his lies. The truth cannot collect lies. <laughs> but all the accusations, all the handwriting, all the condemnation, all the ordinances against us, Jesus took them away. But he left him with his lies. But he gave himself the truth to you. Say, so when he tells his lies, you stand on the truth and you will walk in my victory. Somebody give him praise in the house. Do you understand? Do you understand the word of God here and now? Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. I will not fear. What can man do to me? What can life do to me? I want you to listen here. I have come to a point of under there is only one thing that I cannot survive. As you're looking at me. <laughs> There is only one thing that Brother Ferdinand cannot survive. You, you know what it is? The wrath of God. As you are looking at me, I can survive anything. I will still be here. I will outlast them until my time is done on planet Earth. I'm carrying somebody. There's somebody living inside you. Don't behave like an orphan. You are not an orphan. Jesus Christ said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. He lives inside. Christ in you is your hope of glory. Now, let me read that scripture for you in the Amplified Translation so that you can understand what I'm saying before we pray and draw to a close. This is um, uh, Hebrews chapter 13. You remember I was talking to you about the never there. You remember that never? Listen to that never unpacked. Like that perfect peace unpacked. <laughs> Listen to the never. Talk. Listen to how the Amplified Bible puts it. Listen, chapter 13. If you have Amplified, open to it. He said, let your character or your moral disposition, let it be free from love of money, including greed, avarice, lust, and craving for earthly possessions, and be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have. For he, God himself, has said, because, you see, there is a reason. You don't need to convert anything. God will take care of you. Why do I need to convert what you have when my father can look after me? Biblical instructions always have a foundation. He said, you don't need that. You don't need to do that because I will look at, I will take care of you. For he, God himself has said, listen to what he said. The, the, he himself is emphatic. It's not for he has said. In the original, it is for he, God himself, has said. Now, listen to it here. He says, I will not in any way eh, fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. That's what he himself has said. Now, listen to this. He says, I will not, I will not and I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down. Relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. You see this, all this I will not, I will not, I'm reading for you. Is there? Now listen to what the Amplified says. He says there are three negatives. So, but you know, in English language, you cannot say, I will not, I will not, I will not, I will not forsake you. I will not, not, not leave you. 
You can't say that. So you, the best you can use in English language is what? Never. I will never. But in the real thing that God said, God said the negative three times. I will not. I will not. I will not. Why is he repeating it like this? So that it can get into your heart. It can get into your heart. And the highest number God repeats things that are important to him in the Bible are three times. It's three times. So you hear the Bible say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. That is the height of emphasis. In English language, we use adjectives. Say, we, oh no, she's very, very pretty. You know, he is very, very wealthy. We use such words. But in the Hebrew, they use repetitions for emphasis. And when you repeat the three times, that is the peak of it. So when the Bible, the Bible doesn't say God is very holy. No, it says holy, holy, holy. That tells you that is the peak of holiness. And here God says, I will listen to what he himself, God himself has said. What did he say? I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. Eh? I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down. Relax my hold on you. So he has a hold on you. He said, I will not relax. Somebody give God praise inside this place. You are someone I'm preaching here tonight. He said, I will not. See this thing that is threatening you, forget that there is somebody holding you. I said, what is threatening you, forget that there is somebody holding you. Ah, did you hear what I just said? Some, the things that are threatening you, they forget that there is somebody holding you. The assumption is that you are available, <laughs> is that you are accessible. That's the assumption. And what an assumption. I will not, I will not, I will not, in any degree, leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down. Relax my hold on you, assuredly not. So we take comfort and we are encouraged and confidently and boldly we say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and they fell. Though one host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. And though war should rise against me, in this I will still be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, and that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Because in the time of trouble, what is going to happen? He will hide me. In the secret of his pavilion shall he hide me. And he, he will set me up upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. And therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. I will have fainted. Except I had believed to see the, the, the glory of God in the land of the living. The guaranteed help of God. Friends, this help is guaranteed by his word. It is guaranteed by his presence. It is guaranteed by his commission. I said his commission to your life guarantees help. His presence in your heart guarantees help. His word that cannot be broken guarantees help. This is not a joke. God himself. You have an oath-backed word from God that I will help you. When he was going to commission Paul to preach the gospel, he said, delivering you. He said, rise to your feet. Eh? Because I've, I've appeared to you to make you a witness of the things that you have seen and of the things in which I will yet appear to you. And I'm sending you to the Gentiles to open their eyes. This is Acts 26. To open their eyes. To turn them from darkness to light. From the power of Satan to the power of God. That they may receive an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith that is in me. Then he said, delivering you. In fact, before that he said, delivering you from the Gentiles to whom I now send you. 
when Barathol finished that in verse 19, he said, Wherefore, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but I began to testify. Then Paul said, I have therefore having obtained help from God. He said, I have continued till this day, testifying to both Jews and Greeks, repentance toward God and of faith towards our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. As Paul was talking, Festus shouted, say, Paul, Paul, you are going crazy. Your great learning is making you mad. Paul said, no, 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 I'm not crazy. I speak the words of truth and soberness. The king here knows that what I'm saying is correct. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophet? <laughs> I, know, I know that you believe. I know that you believe. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So it was the help of God that sustained Brother Paul. You, he was unquenchable. Do you, do you, have you read what the things that Paul suffered? You can't you can quench this man. No. A human being cannot a, a regular human being. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm talking about? A regular, empty-handed human being cannot go through one quarter of what Brother Paul suffered. He said, five times I received from the Jews 39 lashes. That's the one he received from the Jews, not the Romans. You remember, he also collected from Romans. This is the one that the Jews gave him. Five times. Those 39 lashes, people normally receive it once and he kills them. He said, three times I was beaten with rods. Rod. He said, one time I was stoned. Brother, nobody survived stoning by the Jews. If the Jews stoned you, you died. They are not, look, when you hear stone, it's not pebble. You, you, know, you know the kind of pebble you put inside catapult? No, it's not pebble. It's rocks. They take these rocks and jagged. You know the way those rocks are. Don't, they don't polish the rocks before they start stoning. <laughs> they, they pick the rocks rough and raw, and they are hammering it at the person from different angles. Me, boo, me, boo, me on the head, me. Then when the person falls down, they raise a boulder. You know, boulder, a heavy rock. They smash the person to pulp. Nobody survived Jewish stoning. Except a man that was helped by Jehovah. Come, somebody give God praise inside this house. Except a man that was helped by God Almighty. When they finished stoning him, the Bible says, brethren gathered around him. We are not told that they prayed. We are not told that they prayed. Look, when the Jews finished stoning the bones are smashed and scattered. Bible says, when the brethren gathered around him, Paul stood up. Then he shook himself. And he entered inside the town. He went to town. <laughs> And the following day, he traveled. He didn't, we are not told he went to hospital. <laughs> but hey, hallelujah to the Son of God. Hallelujah to the Son of God. Do you understand the matter here? I want you to believe God here tonight. Believe God. The eternal God will help you. Amen. And he has, no, he has, nobody has ever failed while he is being helped by Jehovah. Amen. It's impossible. Some of us are lamenting that human beings didn't help you. Leave them alone. And turn your eyes towards the eternal one. Hallelujah to the son of God. When the viper beat him on that island. The people were waiting for him to die. They reached their own conclusion. They said, hey, this man must be a criminal. Even though he has escaped from the sea. Justice, nemesis has caught up with him. Because they know the viper. And medically, the higher the level of the snake bite, the more deadly. The nearer it is to your heart and your head, the more terrible. This is not on the leg, it's in the hand, on the hand. And the snake fastened himself to pour, itself to pour. That means it emptied the entire poison, venom that was in his mouth. If the snake strikes and releases, then maybe there is some left. But when the snake did poop like that and stayed, it emptied the entire poison. The villagers we are watching Paul, and they, people have suffered the snake bite. All of them died. <laughs> but the man that is held by God, his case will be different. <laughs> his case will be different. They were waiting for him to swell up or to fall down dead. But the Bible says Paul shook off the beast into the fire, and he felt no harm. So they waited. They waited. They waited. Bible said after they had waited for some time for him to die. 
they change their minds. <laughs> People are going to change their minds about you. <laughs> After they had waited for a long time, they are waiting for the man to die. <laughs> they change their mind and say, Kai, this man must be a god. First of all, they said he was a criminal. <laughs> They say he's a God. Glory to the Son of God Almighty. Hallelujah. In ministry, God will help you in ministry. I say, God will help you in ministry. When God helps a man in the preaching of the gospel, in the service of God, the matter is different. And if you are fighting and competing with a man that God is helping, wait, waiting for your church to grow like the church of the man that is helping, you, you are kicking the pricks. You will not be wounding yourself. You'll be copying what you don't understand. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said, God will help you in ministry. He will help you with your family. He will help you with your children. He will help you with your career, with your business. He will give you multi-dimensional help for every area of your life. He will guide you with his counsel in this world. And afterward, he will receive you to glory. Rise on your feet. Let's pray. Let's give him praise. Father, thank you for guaranteed help. Father, thank you for help. Help that will not fail. Help that we can bank upon. I want you to pray. Just thank him. Express yourself to him. And begin to receive help tonight. Hallelujah to the son of God. Glory to the son of God. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. He says, I will help you. Yes, I will help you. You see the God of Jacob who will help you. Oh, and he will bless you with the blessings of heaven above. The blessings of the earth beneath. The blessings oh, of, of your father have prevailed unto the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. And they shall be on the head of Joseph. <laughs> on the head of him that was separate from his brethren. Whoa, glory to the son of God. You don't need to look to the hills. You don't need to look to the hills. Your help is in the name. He will help you with the name of Jesus. He will help you with the blood of Jesus. He will help you with the word. He will help you with his peace in your heart. He will help you with his rest in your spirit. He will help you by the power of his Holy Spirit. Lift up your voice and begin to speak. And make sure you are speaking on the basis of what he said. The Lord is my helper. Let me hear you pray like that. On this matter, the Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. Dismiss your fear. Potekati alapatara. Koko sote suba mita. Ida lehuna motakendezi lutepa. Blessed be God. Toria bela toa varakwako saparava. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Son of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Son of God. Hallelujah to the Son of God. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The Lord is my helper. Don't be afraid. You will experience a miracle. You will, you will have a testimony. You will not be stranded in life with Jehovah helping you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Heavenly Father. If you are sick in your body, you are going to receive supernatural help. Strength from the Almighty. He is the Lord that healed you. Just lift up your hands as we pray for you. Leto Sakoria, Maindekitari, Papa, Zuanami Tokampose, Taleshekaria. Father, let your healing power now touch your servants, touch your children. You said you will help us. Father, now help us with your healing power. Let it flow now from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. Recover in the name of Jesus. Satan, I rebuke you over these bodies. Sicknesses, I command you to leave in the name of Jesus. Receive strength in your mortal body. Thank you, Heavenly Father. By the stripes of Jesus Christ, I pronounce you healed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. If there is a financial need, the Lord will help you. Just put your hand up 
Put your hand up, receive from here. Father, we receive financial help from you now. Supernatural financial help. We receive from you. Breakthroughs in our businesses. Those that are waiting, that have things on the market to sell. Properties, businesses. We speak breakthroughs for you now in the name of Jesus Christ. Favor comes along your way. Supernatural help of your mighty God in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We speak open doors. We speak supernatural wisdom, ideas, opportunities, connections, and links in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for financial abundance. You are helping us now with resources. We will not lack anything good. The Lord will help you with your academics. Every student. Every person, postgraduate or undergraduate or secondary, receive the help of God academically now. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Tola, excel in your studies. Excel. Receive wisdom and understanding. The Lord will help you with your families. I said the Lord will help you with your families. Your children will not perish. Your children, Father, in the name of Jesus, help us with our children. Help us with our family members. Let us see them worship you, serve you. Let us see them do well in life. They will be healthy. They will be strong. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, you will give them good spouses. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. They will not marry wrongly. We reject every wrong wife, every wrong husband, far from our children, our families. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we speak your peace into relationships, husbands and wives, harmony and joy into our homes. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, gracious Father. Lord, we receive your help in our businesses, in our careers, in every area of life. Father, help us to continually Come to the throne of grace where we can source help by prayer and help us to receive the help of your word, the help of your wisdom, and the help of your spirit all the days of our lives. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. And all of God's people said, Amen. Come on, let's give Him praise. Let's give God praise. Whoa, hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Son of God. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ.